Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders. And I do love Star Wars, and each week I find someone interesting to talk about it with, but this is the final day of our San Diego Comic-Con blog pod, podcasting through five days of the funnest time ever, and it's Sunday, it's about, yeah, that's not even bad, that's not bad. It's Sunday, it's about 12 o'clock, we've just arrived at Comic-Con, we've gotten some food, we've gotten some much-needed sleep, and I'm chilling with Jackie and Blondie. Say hi to the podcast, Blondie. Hello, podcast. Okay. <laughs> hi. That was Jackie with the happy hi. We can cross here. And it's sad, final day. No Star Wars programming, gonna walk the floor, gonna go give Gonk Droid a present. And that's about it. The Masquerade last night was the best. Star Wars one was the best. Are you gonna post that up later for everybody to see? The little skit? I will post up the little skit a little bit later for everyone to see, Jackie. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Jackie's continually fighting for the listener. I'm always like, let's give them less content. And Jackie's like, no. Let's provide for them. I bet you $10. I think you should describe everyone's outfits today. All right, well, Bondi's wearing a black Darth Vader t-shirt with a giant Darth Vader head. Jackie's just wearing a black t-shirt. No, I've got my Star Wars Vans on, though. I just didn't want to overkill with top and bottom. Well, Jackie's a bit defensive, obviously. New fashions of the color. <laughs> I'm wearing my Gong Droid Vintage Slave One. You go around there and you look. There's and the guy's got a sign entrance to the whole H line this way. But I wonder if this is the American Horror Story line or a different one. Well, you just got to get in there. Doesn't matter. Once you're in there, you're in there. All right. Well, can I? Do you know how they split it off? No, they don't. They did the other night. No, that was for the everything else line. You get in the hall H line, this is it. So we'll see you later. I'll just call you, we'll meet in the hall or something. Goodbye. Okay, bye listeners. Bye, see you. Behave yourself. I will not behave myself. Um, so they're going to go see the American Horror Story panel in Hall H. Uh, that's a bit scary for me. I'm more of an Ewok type of guy. You guys know that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, last day's sad, but <laughs> I don't think we could survive any more days here, because it's just, that really wears you out, if you're going to do it, if you're going to go all out, and also, if you're going to go all out, then get home and stay up for two hours getting an episode ready for you guys, so, um, but that's fine, but what I'd really appreciate, uh, you know, I've obviously had the best time, but it does take a little bit out of you to then stay up and try to get episodes together. So it'd be awesome if you could leave a sweet five-star review on iTunes and uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Steel Wars and search on Facebook and hit like and get involved in the conversations and the extra social media numbers makes us look better. And uh, to potential people that are going to get involved with the podcast. And I've met a lot of uh, really, really cool people that you'd know of and not know of that hopefully are going to do some stuff for the podcast in the future. And I'm, yeah, really excited. We're going to have a great 
the last half of the year as we lead up to one of the greatest films of all time. I'm calling it. It has been called. It's a time change for you. I've been here for about a month, so... Oh, so you're fine. And it's Comic-Con, so who knows what... Like, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> it's insane. All right, you guys, we are here. It is about uh, 12.10, and uh, we are with Brian from Reaction of Super 7. Yeah. Uh, you guys would probably know the Reaction figures which you founded? Yes. So we started Reaction Figure with the Aliens figures uh, two years ago, and then... Uh, it was sort of much bigger opportunity than we ever realized it was going to be. So we partnered up with Funko to help us sort of get them out to, to everybody. And so we do it as a collaboration now. And they are out there. Oh, no, they're out there. It's like a 80s video shop come to life in action figure form. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. When we did the original Aliens a couple years ago, we really didn't think that outside of a core group of alien collectors that people were really going to care. The, the action figure market as a whole was really... High articulation, high likeness, low price point, $9.99 on shelf. And at that time, we were $19.99 a figure, low likeness, low articulation. So we thought that the general and, and, action figure... Must guy, I say, the way action figures should be. I, You know, that's the way I remember them. But I didn't think that the general action figure consumer was missing that aesthetic. Uh, and obviously, we were incredibly wrong and thankful that we were wrong because we're getting to make toys with licenses that we never dreamed would happen like I'm a huge vintage Star Wars collector and sometimes some of the, the sweetness of them is how unlike the person they look like like the face oh yeah and stuff. It's, it's completely like we always try to say it's like what is the appropriate level of shitty <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done a few podcasts like that got an amazing shop in San Francisco yep. and uh, we visited there when we went to uh, Rancho Obi-Wan a couple years back and saw the wallpaper yep. and this is what I, so I ordered the biggest roll of wallpaper to get sent to Australia and what I did was I used it to line my collection cabinets. Ah, very nicely done. That's great. You'll have to send me these photos. That's awesome. And then, oh there's the little that's the. Yeah. She's and He's reaching out of the, the hot lava there. And uh, that one, which is like a five-row IKEA thing, that took that was two Cutting days. And all those little pieces would have and been making sure, oh, and, and and just like the OCD of like I need all the these. I need I need the stormtrooper to line up with the next stormtrooper. Yeah, it was worth it. But uh, yeah, the guys uh, saw this the other day and they said I had to come past and uh, show you guys. So, what other stuff are you doing with Star Wars at the moment? With Star Wars, uh, we're still doing a bunch of t-shirts. A lot of our licensing got sort of tied up into legal limbo when Disney bought them, and we're still sorting through a lot of that stuff. So the t-shirt stuff we still make through Mighty Fine uh, in the interim. We've got a lot of stuff planned for Star Wars, but the licenses aren't finished yet. But if in terms of if you're a Star Wars fan, one of the little neat uh, sort of Easter egg things here is with the skeleton tokens that we did for here, we made these with the people that made the original Power of the Force coins. Oh, awesome. And then, so same thing with the, the Masters of the Universe 3 and 3 quarter are sculpted by the head of Kenner Sculpting through the 70s and 80s. So it's the original Kenner Sculptor that worked on the original Star Wars figures, sculpted those figures for us. That's sick. I, what I would like, and I've, I've mentioned this to, the, at the, to Hasbro, is like, I want vintage style figures of Darth Maul. Well, you, whoever you know at Hasbro, let them know that I want to make all this sorts of stuff in that that they're not that they don't have the time to make because they're busy making the new movies and rolling around in giant piles of money. <laughs> let I I'm ready to make it if Hasbro will just sit down and meet with me. And you're rolling around in giant piles of Skeletor coins. I am rolling around in nerd facts from every angle. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's an awesome booth. It's uh, it, it's super cool what you've done with like the He-Man and, and, and the alien stuff. And uh, you seem like a guy that's living the dream. Yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we've been doing this for 14 years. And two years ago with Alien, it, it sort of kicked over into another notch. And now... We're sitting. We're able to do all the things that, as collectors, you sit in your room and talk to your buddies about, and go, "Oh man, it'd be so awesome if I did this, or if they could do make this." We're starting to actually be able to do those things, and it's pretty amazing. 
I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I had the imagination or the right type of things to smoke to go. I want Masters of the Universe muscle figures. Well, that was an easy one for us in a lot of ways because muscle was made by Mattel and Masters of the Universe was made by Mattel. And for me, I was just like, how come you never put your peanut butter in the chocolate and your chocolate in the peanut butter? Like, this is so obvious. How did you guys miss this? Now you're coming off like the uh, the nerd Willy Wonka. Yeah, uh, I, I can run with that. You know, <laughs> we'll make everlasting gobstoppers nuts. It'll be a figure you can't break. That is dope. So uh, where can the listeners find out more about uh, Super 7? You can go to super, the number seven, store.com for product. And in about a month, we'll have super7hq.com, which will be all the history and different things that we've done over the years. Because at the store, everything's sold out, so people don't see it. So the HQ site will have, here's the last 15 years of toys. Awesome. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's fresh, and it's, I know, it's got that, that cool edge. Oh, it's... If you're the right person in the right age group, it speaks to you in a very visceral, nostalgic way. And if it doesn't, that's all right. If it doesn't, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Probably not. Cheers, man. All right, thanks. All right, you guys. I am here with the Star Wars Comlinks, David Collins, and from Star Wars Oxygen, which you would have found out about with the Jimmy Mac episode. David, have we just had the greatest 24 hours in Star Wars fan history. Well, I mean, here at Comic-Con, I mean, that was a pretty amazing panel. And I actually, it was so exclusive. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't even get into it. I wasn't there. but I Really? And you're connected? A lot of people who are connected were just like dying to get in there. I mean, 7,000 seats sounds like a lot, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was, it was tough. So what I did was I ended up saying, right, well, if I can't do that, I definitely want to get into the concert. So I kind of traded one for the other. So I went to the concert. The concert was incredible. And to have the entire cast there, um, and Harrison Ford looked so happy. Like, he looked like a real Star Wars fan, you know? The last person I ever thought I'd see hold up a toy lightsaber on the planet, Harrison Ford. And he was just incredible. We're just talking about the concert. I wasn't there. I want to know all about this. Oh, the concert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We just had a pop-in from uh, Sam Witter. Hey. And uh, you are playing uh, the Emperor in Rebels. I am, yes. Doing a killer job. Thank you very much. Haven't been seen yet, though. Haven't been seen, but he's been heard. Yeah. And I guess... As a voice actor, that's the most important thing to you. Well, I was just happy that people knew who the character was because uh, we, we saw it at Star Wars Celebration in the theater, and and uh, you know when he said Lord Vader, and when he said when he said Lord Vader, the audience cheered, and I inwardly cheered because you didn't see his face. I'm like, okay, thank God they know who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know what character we're referencing. And by the way, no pressure <laughs> playing a scene against James Earl Jones. That's the problem. As soon as I heard that James Earl Jones was doing it. I was like, oh, I'm going to get fired. Like, <laughs> this isn't going to go well because it's got to sound like Ian McDermott. You can't, you can't do a, an interpretation. If it was, a, I guess, a sound-alike, you could do, you know, for example, Tim Curry. I thought he did an incredible Sidious. And that isn't an Ian McDermott Sidious, but it still yeah, feels like Sidious. Thing. Yeah, it his own, his own it felt like the same character, but it felt like a different interpretation. But well, when it's James Earl Jones, it can't be an interpretation. It's got to yeah, be... Yeah. My preparation, what I'd advise you to do, yes. is the day before you have to do it again, get a snorkel, fill up the tub, get underwater, breathe, and just wrinkle up your entire body with water, sure. and then physically, you'll be there. Put some bleach in the water so your skin's nice and white. <laughs> Scratch your smoke eyes. Smoke a pack of cigarettes. Smoke a pack of cigarettes. No, don't do that. And, and then it'll work up like about eight years of static electricity. Yeah, right. Or scream your, scream your head off the night before. Uh-huh. So that you wake up the next day and you've got all that gravel, you know. It does. It yeah. actually. It we, actually. Uh, it does help. It does Even help. some screaming, the the emperor's voice has helped with that. Yeah. Or just go. I'm doing it with James Earl Jones. Better do a pretty good job. Well, we recorded it before they told me. I had no option. I only found out <laughs> after the fact, and then asked Dave if I could do it again. He said no. So, uh, did you make it to the concert? I didn't. No. It was just unfathomable that they did that and that yeah. everyone was so like there was you know we hear stories at comic con people getting pushed over broken arms everyone walked so orderly it was very cool what i what i liked about it too is that it was a real love letter to the importance of john williams score to star wars like there's a real recognition there from from kathy kennedy and jj at disney that john williams star wars score is so important to star wars that that was the 
that was the fan service that they decided to pull off. You know, it wasn't... I mean, yes, you had Harrison and you had Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and all the new cast and everything, but it's like, what can we do that's special for the fans at Comic-Con, you know, before the release of this new era of Star Wars? Let's do a an orchestral concert in the park. How amazing is that, you know? Unfortunately, he couldn't be there, but, I mean, he's 83 years old, you know, and we're lucky to have him on Episode Seven, and his music was incredible. And then the set list, they started with the Imperial March, then they did Anakin's theme, which I was really surprised at, but they did an, an amazing job. Then they did the Asteroid Field, then they did the Parade of the Ewoks, then they did Leia's theme, then they did the Battle for Endor, and then they closed with the main title and a spectacular fireworks show that the entire city heard. All of Comic-Con stopped. I even heard that The Walking Dead, because uh, they do that race in the middle of Petco Park, that stopped when the fireworks were going on, because they were all like, what? You know what's going on, so I mean, it made a huge, huge impact. You know, you were no one was expecting it. And Harrison Ford was there, being enthusiastic. He was there, and they showed up at the end again. I was like, oh my gosh, they stayed for the whole concert. Like they thought the cast thought it was cool too. And that, I mean, Harrison Ford waving a plastic lightsaber because they gave they gave out uh, plastic lightsabers to everybody. Seven thousand lightsabers. And so, like, it looked like a rave because you had everybody going, and the crowd was smart enough to like when the Imperial March was playing, the red la- the red sabers were up. When the Parade of the Ewoks were playing, the Green Sabers were up. When you know, and it was it was great. And at the end, like Harrison Ford's holding a plastic lightsaber, holding it up, and they all did a big cast selfie. You can see the pictures online, where you know they turned around and they've got the orchestra and then them and then seven thousand lightsabers. It's it, it's really incredible. That's got to be an interesting thing, right, for Harrison Ford, because we've all seen the interviews after um, Return of the Jedi, where he was saying, "Okay, three's enough, and I'm done, and all that yeah. stuff." Over the years, it's got to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to you got to be like, yeah, that was fun. I walked away from a plane crash. I kind of appreciate this. Well, it, you know. it was like when he came out, and we just cheered. He went to talk. We cheered more, and you could see him get visibly. Which you know, we don't know Harrison Ford, but he's comes across as a bit of a, you know a curmudgeon. Has been involved with Star Wars that much, but he was like sucking it back, and then sort of said Star Wars is where that's what started my career thanks so much it's great to be back and it was just like wow even he's caught up in it it was it was really cool it's affirmation as a fan that what you what you value and what is important to you is important to the people that you look up to and the, the power that's in that is just tremendous I mean that's what we really want as fans we really want to know that we really want validation of what we care about from, from Lucasfilm, from, the, from the people that made it, yeah, from the people that made it. Like it, it's there's a real tremendous power in that. And I think that's that's what makes someone, everyone so emotional. Like when you saw that very genuine reunion of the big three, like that, you know, everyone got choked up, you know, and your heart starts beating because you're just like, wow, that this is like. When we were kids, never thought we'd see it. Never thought we'd see it. And when we were kids, Star Wars was the biggest thing on the planet. And that's the Star Wars I remember from my childhood. The Star Wars was bigger than everything. And that's what we saw this weekend. And the surrealness never would have imagined seeing Carrie, Harrison, and Mark on stage discussing Skywalker incest. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Skywalker incest. So, like... So well, Mark Hamill goes, you know, if you think about it, this actually would have been, the, the sister discovery would have been really traumatic in years to come. You know, and while he's talking, Harrison Ford's slowly doing this. <laughs> like that. Like He's like just putting his hand on his shoulder. He's like, and he's like, and he just stops and he goes, how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Like that. <laughs> and people just roar, you know. Like, I'm sorry I got the girl. I so, what you're, so what you're saying is that... He wasn't just there being a team player. He was there being a team player. Yeah, like, he was having fun. He was having fun. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, it's got to be. I mean, at some he point. He choked up at one point. Harrison Ford, when he was thanking the crowd. Right. Yeah, yeah, when, before he could talk, because we were just like, and then he sort of, and then we go, and you could just see him like going. Well, you know what's interesting about that? And I wonder, I wonder if this plays into it. Harrison Ford has been to these panels before for Ender's Game or stuff like that and generally someone always asks a Star Wars question and he just kind of goes well yeah, yeah I mean you know and the best we'll ever we've ever been able to get out of him is like well I'd maybe be open to it or you know or maybe some jokes on, on uh, some late night shows which have always been really well done but he's never been face to face with the fans really yeah he's never seen it 
he maybe could be face to face with someone coming up, but he doesn't know the context of someone coming up going, oh my god, it's so great. He's never been around thousands of them going, get all waving lightsabers and, yeah. and realizing the power of this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's got, how, can that, how can that not move you? You know, and the fact that he stayed for the whole thing was just what it's moving to the fans. You know, so it was to answer your initial question, it was an amazing weekend at Comic Con. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we did the sleep out, and we did question. You know, we've been told there's going to be no new footage, and it was like, is this going to come through? Why is it at the end of the day? That seems silly. We have to go through these other panels, and I've never trusted anyone more with my happiness than J.J. Abrams after this weekend. Just has come through. There was a great article about how Star Wars won Comic-Con and they showed less than anybody else. There was the, the, the restraint that was practiced was incredible because really they showed that behind-the-scenes video. They announced who General Hux was. They talked about Starkiller Base. They showed you know some shots, but they didn't really give us anything new. What they gave us, though, was more valuable than giving us everything fueling your imagination to like go what's all that about it was brilliant it's like what are we going to do for Comic Con we just did a thing at Celebration we got to we got to hold a trailer for them because it's not till December let's just say thank you and that's basically what they did you know oh and if you didn't know the uh, creature from the Amaze video came out on stage and did a lap and and, uh, knocked over JJ's sign and all the little creatures in the back were moving around his face was sniffing and it was it was incredible amazing Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time. So happy to bump into you guys. Where can uh, the listeners find out and, and listen to what you guys are doing? I used to follow me on Twitter, at David W. Collins. I do a podcast called Star Wars Oxygen for Rebel Force Radio. Which is unbelievably amazing. If you have not listened to Star Wars Oxygen, do yourself a favor. Get on Rebel Force Radio. Find the Oxygen episodes. Um, he, he dissects and analyzes and discovers things about John Williams' Star Wars music that has never... I've never discovered or heard, even heard of before. And I, he's I know modest. he's my number one advisor on this. So I'm thinking about talking about this. What do you think? You know. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I, I actually pride myself on knowing those soundtracks really, really well. And, you, and yeah. I think you'll back me up. I know oh, you, them very yes, well. You do. Yes, you do. But there are things you've found that I'm like, I have never heard that before. Little references to things that John Williams has hidden inside. Uh, or, for example, David has discovered that the Star Wars theme itself is the hero's journey. You really got to listen to Oxygen. It's an incredible incredible experience when you realize how much story John Williams has packed into the music itself well on, on when we had uh, Jimmy Mack on we were talking about the oxygen and uh, and then somehow we came we were talking about what was the gravy of Star Wars and someone one of the listeners sent in a photoshop of a, a gravy dish with Jar Jar Binks sticking out of it <laughs> Jar Jar's the gravy of Star Wars yes sure absolutely that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. so totally. we're going to start another podcast yeah. called Star Wars Gravy yeah. very very, uh, very unhealthy for you but kind of delicious I have kind no idea delicious. and good for the whole family, <laughs> good for the whole family yeah. and Sam where can the listeners find out more about you at Sam Whitwer um, on Twitter and uh, yeah I think it's probably the best place place there's also a facebook page but i keep forgetting i think it's official sam whitwer facebook or something like that or sam whitwer it's something like that and of course you can just watch season two of star wars rebels yes Yes, (laughs) thanks so much you guys thanks all right you guys it's 115 we are at the jack specific booth with our old pal gontroy an old pal, indeed. How are you doing, Steel? It's been so long since I last seen you. Now you have uh, you have been running rampant during the day, but especially during the nights of Comic Con. How are you feeling on the last day? Oh, I'm tired. You know, I after the masquerade ball last night, I had to meet up with a friend, and after that, I, I had to go to bed. There's just no craziness that I could partake in anymore here. I'm completely drained from each day, and which is funny. I'm normally here at a full show from Wednesday till about you know. Sunday till closing, and just for coming from a 3 p.m. on Friday, I am so trained. <laughs> There's so much around. There's so much to do, and like, I don't know if you notice, you can't really walk to get to all of it. <laughs> yeah, well, today is like family day, as they call it, or kids day, and I just had to trying to get here. I had to like get in like a river of people like just yeah. jump in and then yeah, you, and you, you get in a little train little kids or anything either because they're small and you're looking up at all the cool stuff we just have to get out of the way because someone wants to take a photo of Gondroid's toys I have my toys the company I work for is toys but they're awesome toys oh, oh. so you're feeling you're feeling tired what, what's your mood at 
What was that? What's your mood like? I'm happy. I'm having a good time. I'm actually having a really good time. I, uh, it's sad when it's always Sunday and the last day of the show, and then I don't get to see my friends till the next con, because a lot of them from out of town, they only come for this sort of stuff, so... It's cool. I'm happy, but at the same time, some of your pals are from out of country, I gonk. I know, but Don't I'll probably me. I'll probably see you in like another day or two, anyways, before you leave. I know that. So. <laughs> um, well, to lift your spirits, I brought you a little present. Is this no? I can't believe you brought this for me right now. You, I love you. I'm not even gonna cuss this time. Thank you, buddy. I'm hugging steel with much furious what? love. And Tell everyone rage. what it is. So first order stormtrooper from Hasbro. Oh, this is. He got what the is saying. Awesome, dude. I don't know how you. I don't know how you did it. I wouldn't even attempt to do this because I knew I. I there's just no way. I, I, I'm. Oh, I didn't know it would open like that. I thought there was a clear plastic. Nah. And then there's a. Oh. And then there's a book on the other side about first order stormtroopers. No way! I didn't know, know it had that. I thought you had to open it all to see all that. Oh, that's so cool, dude. That is really freaking cool. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, man. My little pleasure, Conky. Put it back in. This is so special. This is the first piece of merchandise being sold for here. I can't believe it. I honestly didn't think I was going to even be able to pick this up. Gonk, not for children under three years, mate. So just just watch yourself. I'll make sure I don't let the girls play with it. It's you I'm worried about. (laughs) Not for children. Choking hazard. All right, so um, there is a condition with yes. giving this to you. Yes. Let's film a segment of how to open an action figure <laughs> like an asshole. Crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll do that with another toy. We'll do a good segment. I thought you weren't going to swear this segment. <laughs> no, you've, not over that. <laughs> you've just been Jar jar No, 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 no. You could, you could replace me with the gonk noise. No more Jar Jar. I was, I was Jar jar enough in the last episode. On it. There's no way. You've been Jar Jar, buddy. Oh, God. All the listeners know it. They just heard yeah, you Jar Jar. They're so happy right now. Whoops. Oh. You know, I'm just, next time you're going to have me on, I'm just going to speak like Jar Jar the entire podcast. Miss <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to jar jar your jar jar. Uh, there you go. This is there Inception. You there you go. Well, it's enjoy the rest of the day if I don't see you, but I probably will. Yeah. Maybe dinner later, maybe something, who knows? But if not. Oh no, we'll we're, we're, out. we're oh, breaking out. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna do the same then. I'm tired. Let's get out of here. There's a party somewhere else. Like in my room, in a bed, sleeping. That's, that's what I need to do. Gross. That's my idea of having a good time right now, just going to bed. It is not that type of podcast. <laughs> It is when I'm on. <laughs> Everybody knows. Oh, he's on the episode again? Okay, skip. There's <laughs> only so much Jar Jar we can handle. We should put up a Jar Jar version and a sweary version. Oh, God. We should. We should. You know what? You should do the, the, the Jar Jar version on iTunes and then, you know, the unedited version on, you know, the website or something like that. It'd be kind of funny. I'll link it. <laughs> the adults only exclusive. All right, buddy. All right. So glad to stop by. Thank you so much. This is so cool. My pleasure. Oh, dear. I'm so excited. I'm going to go brag. <laughs> oh. oh, I just got a hug from the gong. Oh, Misa moved. Uh, yeah, Misa. Misa, Misa, Misa happy. Misa happy or something. You should have made me talk like Jar Jar for a day. I probably would have for this thing. It's like you have to talk to everybody as in Jar Jar voice. I would have done it. But I'm glad you didn't put the condition right there. It's too late now. It's too late now. Maybe for the episode 8 Trooper. Where's Jackie? She's in panels in Hall H. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I got to see her before. All right. I'll see you guys soon. I'll see you later on, Gunky. All right, buddy. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the con. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. We're back with Tracy. We've found her. The feminist nerd herself. From the Force Cult podcast. I'm done. Are you done? I'm almost done. I got maybe a couple more hours in me, and then drinks. Lots of them. Randy, you're not a very excitable person at the best of times. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm glad to be here. I mean, this is right now what we're doing right now. This is the highlight of my week, and you can hear it in my voice. I'm excited to be here. We're walking the show floor for the last, like, two hours. I'm thrilled, man. Not only can I hear it in your voice, I can see it in your eyes, or underneath them mainly. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> well, um, it was awesome to meet you guys, and, and thanks for such a, a fun uh, 
whatever that amount of time was. It was awesome. College camaraderie. We're like we're like a pact now. It's like um, when uh, soldiers get we'll probably get together in another like twenty or thirty yeah. years and talk about the people that we uh, killed. Because <laughs> we did kill people, yeah. mostly with how bad we smelled. But. We didn't kill people, but we killed it. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We killed it. There we oh, go. We good. crushed it. Really good, yeah. We crushed it. All right, well, I'll see you on the internet. I will see you on the internet. Long live the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's not much to it, though. What's your name, sir? Um, I'm John the Sax Guy. John the Sax Guy, we're at the Star Wars Pavilion, and uh, I've requested, you're playing some Star Wars tunes, uh, unsurprisingly to our listeners, I've requested Ewok Celebration Song, Yub Nub. I'm going to try it. Let's go. Try to remember how the rest of it goes. This is a lot of yub nubbing and uh, lots of nubbing, lots of yubbing. Yubbing, and then Lando hooks up with a few Ewoks, and then fade to black. A- a- as a concession, would you like a cantina band? I'd love some cantina band. Good job. How can uh, are you on the internet? Can people follow you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John the Sax Guy on Facebook is probably the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also have an Instagram, John the Sax Guy. Just John the Sax Guy. It's pretty easy to find me. Nice. I'll give you a, a flyer for the podcast you're going to Thank appear you very on. Much. That's awesome. Cheers. I spent. Thanks for coming and contributing. It's I, I try. I try. I love Star Wars. I was at the concert on oh, Friday night. Got the yeah. yeah, like I was playing requests. The entire line that we were marched in. Really <laughs> you uh, you should have stormed the stage and uh, started jamming. Which stage? I mean, there's so many of them around. I mean, no, at I, the concert. At the concert. Oh, I thought about it, but I also didn't want to get kicked out at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, John, John the band guy. Yeah, right? Yeah, John the kicked out guy is what I would be. But no, I actually was playing along. Uh, I was playing all those songs before the concert and then uh, right before the concert they were playing all this pop music and I was just playing along. It was awesome. So. Well, I, the thing I like about Star Wars fans is how you find out what you, you what you're good at, and then you Star Wars that up and contribute. So, uh, right. as a gift, I'm going to give you something that they won't be able to see. Someone, um, uh, someone, take his phone real quick. I want to give, I'm going to give you a fist bump. Tie fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe you could link a picture of that to uh, to your viewer or your listeners, I should say, because they will appreciate that. Yeah. I learned that at Comic Con years ago. <laughs> awesome, man. It's my pleasure. Good meeting you. Yeah. I think I'm nice to meet you. Still. I think. Cheers. <laughs> All right, it's about I think four o'clock or something. Last day. I just lined up at the Petco booth to get a complimentary Yoda hood ear thing for my cat Jerry, and he's gonna hate me. So uh, I could, as I got the hood, I could feel. My cat's claws coming out on the other side of the planet. But I'm back with Dominic, and uh, how are you doing, Dominic? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm tired, but it's, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just fall asleep here right now if I wanted to, but <laughs> it's been good. And you went out and played the Battlefront game, which a lot of our listeners are 
furious at me that I don't play Star Wars video games, yeah, and I, re- I I don't either. So <laughs> I, I put up a thing on Facebook. I just played the Battlefront game, and my friends are like, "Oh, is it? What's it like? Is it? Is it just a battlefield thing with Star Wars skins?" I'm like, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> well, my thing is always to people that listen. You gotta play the games. You gotta play the games. I'm like, well, if I start playing the games, you're not getting any podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah, we might, SWU might go on a little hiatus when Battlefront comes out. We'll just be playing. Now, we're getting the scoop from you before yeah. the Star Wars Underworld yeah, podcast I, I gets bad. it. I, I feel like Chris and Ben are going to murder me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to go back to the hotel now. <laughs> Chris is just going to stab me in the back. All right, so give us a, a quick review, but make it not that good. Oh, yeah. So people still have to tune yeah. in to uh, Star Wars Underworld on Friday. Maybe I should just, like, whisper it or something so nobody can hear it. <laughs> um, no, uh, we went oh, over... The t- podcast is getting sexy yeah. towards the end of Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, we walked, we walked over to the... <laughs> I can't give that. Uh, we walked over to the Nerd HQ area, which is, uh, I think Zachary Levi runs that, or at least he pays for it. Uh, and they were they were, they had demos of, of Battlefront. You could play either on PC, which was sort of a big, there's, there's a word for it. Again, I don't play video games, I don't know, but it was sort of a big, massive, like 40 people playing all at once on Hoth. Or you could play on, on PS4, you could just two people doing the, the Tatooine video that we saw at E3. Uh, we played the big, massive 40 people one. And uh, it was great. It was it was on Hoth. Uh, it was the Empire going after some rebel scum, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I, I killed killed twelve rebels, but but died eighteen times. <laughs> so I, I really wasn't really wasn't helpful to the Empire. Yeah. We still managed to win despite me. So <laughs> I think you're uh, perfect to become a stormtrooper. Yeah, I, I couldn't really hit anything for the first uh, first ten minutes of the the, the game. So for someone that doesn't play video games much, was it hard to... Because I always find some of those games, uh, not the Star Wars ones, but like Halo and stuff, the controls, it, it just seems like I have to go to, I don't know, some school or Flight yeah. Command to learn how to play it. <laughs> flight Command? <laughs> uh, well, what was really helpful at this thing, they had little placards that showed the keyboard and the mouse and what each button did. So... I mean, it would have been I sh- what I should have done is looked at it before I started playing. So I was constantly like glancing over at it and, and trying not to get shot while I did. I got shot about three times while I did that. But uh, you, know. you should have tried to find the not getting killed button. Not getting killed, but I really should have. If only such a thing existed, <laughs> some invincibility. That's the trick. The not getting killed button. You have to hold down eleven keys at once, oh. and that's why it's difficult. <laughs> just, just put your forearm down on the keyboard. <laughs> just, you have to stay stationary the entire time. Yeah. You actually have to think about Slave Leia while you're playing. (laughs) See, we are ending sexy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that little preview, and uh, I'm sure you'll have a a far less lewd review on uh, Star Wars Underworld this week. Thanks very much, Dominic, for hanging out with us. It's been so much fun, man. This whole experience has been so wonderful. It's been great to share it with you and and Jackie and Chris and everybody from making Star Wars, Star Wars Underworld, Steel Wars, Fusion.net, everybody. Yeah, Yeah, it's been amazing. It's it's been really cool, and uh, I can't wait to line up like an absolute lunatic with you again soon oh yes absolutely we gotta do it find another all night line I don't know what it will be <laughs> I don't know we gotta, we gotta find a way for all of us yeah all of us to meet somewhere for the midnight premiere and just do it up well I'll be back home for the midnight premiere but uh, maybe in London 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 yes we gotta go to London I, I, I will almost certainly be there there's odds are uh, right now are looking better than they were about six weeks ago from me getting here so uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward that sounds like sounds like the place to do it all right well it's been awesome and we'll, we'll see you then I'll, I'll see you on the internet see you on the internet yeah <laughs> <laughs> see your picture and your words and all that and my weird voice and weird voice yeah oh yeah that's right and pictures of your cat dressed as Yoda apparently (laughs) and then pictures of me in emergency with all these scratches on my face (laughs) you didn't realize Yoda was so mean (laughs) my cat's going to be training by watching Nightmare on Elm Street videos (laughs) alright we're out we're out bye All right, you guys, it's about four o'clock on the final day, and we are with uh, Robert Xavier Burden, and you're an artist, you are 
I'm not sure. I, I need you to describe what we're standing in front of. You're, right. you're, you're used to it. Right. Uh, so a lot of people walk by the, the oil paintings and they're not entirely sure what they are. Uh, they're, they, they're massive uh, oil on canvas paintings uh, that depict the action figures, uh, toys uh, that I played with as a, as a kid. When you say massive oil painting, we are talking 10 foot by 15 foot? So th- this Star Wars one here that we're uh, staring at called the 20th Century Space Opera, uh, it's 8 feet by 15 feet, and the one beside it, uh, which is of a giant tauntaun, uh, is uh, just a little over 11 feet by 7 feet. Now, the space opera is one of the most incredible pieces of Star Wars art ever produced. Like, it is up there with... You know, like the Hildel brands, and and it is it is it features so many action figures throughout the years. There's little Easter eggs. I just saw is that is that Flash Gordon down there? Flash That's Flash Gordon, Lizard Woman. Yep. Uh, you've got John Wayne. Uh, so actually, Yul uh, Brynner. Uh, oh, okay. Yul Brynner from the Magnificent Seven. Uh, Joseph Campbell, uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, uh, Samurai Kabuto helmets. Uh, but then you've got cool things like a, a cartoon, uh, Wicket the cartoon, Ewok. Wicket, the city of San Francisco, way off in the distance, uh, behind Boba Fett. Uh, the cranes of Oakland, to the right of Boba Fett, said to have influenced the design of the Adat. I wanted to create a painting that a Star Wars fan and a Star Wars aficionado could stare at for a very long period of time and really uh, delve into and find all these little hidden Easter eggs. Um, because, you know, the... The idea is to glorify these objects uh, in a way that I saw them as a, as a kid, and, and part of that is trying to create a painting that a Star Wars fan can stare at for a long period of time. There is just so much depth to it. I just saw Kermit the Frog with a lightsaber. Right, right, yeah. So, again, one of those Easter eggs uh, being Kermit the Frog. Uh, even, even Jar Jar Binks makes an appearance. He's very, very hidden. It's almost become a game for people to see if you can find <laughs> Jar Jar. And a lot of people just say, how about we don't find Jar Jar? But, uh, <laughs> And, and how, many, um, how many hours did it take? Uh, this particular piece took about 2,000 hours of studio time spread out over a year and a half. And how do you start? Uh, it starts with a very, uh, very tight grid on the canvas. I draw a grid on the canvas, and then using that grid, I, uh, I map out all the patterning uh, using influences from... Uh, Eastern mandalas, uh, Persian and Moroccan rugs, French tapestries, illuminated manuscripts from both Bibles and Korans, uh, and some Gothic stained glass influences. Um, and so once all the patterning's in place, then it's about trying to figure out where I want all the figures to go. Uh, a lot of people are wondering why Boba Fett's in the centerpiece. Uh, that's because it's, there's sort of a light side, dark side theme to the painting. Even all the figures are lit from left to right. Um, and uh, mercenaries in the middle and it felt right to have Boba Fett in the middle just because of the sort of mystery around his action figure release uh, the character had such a sort of legendary uh, almost uh, mystical maybe mystical is not the right word but mysterious release initially because nobody knew who the character was and it just looked like the most interesting thing ever to a to an 8 year old boy um, but yeah and, and what you like What's your history like? Do you, are you doing like a lot of gallery shows? And like before you got into the like the action figure tapestry art, right? So um, I started this body of work when I was doing my master's in fine arts at uh, the San Francisco Art Institute, uh, which is a very conceptual school. Uh, so you know that's part of where the scale means a lot to what I'm doing because it's sort of trying to take it to the next level in terms of uh, overwhelming, you know. Uh, nature in a gallery setting. I've been showing in galleries for the past 10 years. Uh, the uh, the whole convention thing is a little bit new to me because it's a kind of an interesting new way to explore the ideas of um, you know, getting the work out there to as many people as possible. Um, uh, primarily the work has been shown in galleries, but uh, San Diego Comic Con has been a fun experience. Awesome. The um, it is my, And the weird thing was, I don't think we just talked... No, we didn't mention the podcast. The weird thing was that Last year, we were having dinner and beer, or I was, in uh, one of maybe the worst establishments I've ever been into. I I thought that whole place... I didn't realize this until afterwards, but I think that restaurant's shtick is for everyone to be as rude to you as possible. Yeah. Uh, And if you didn't know that going in, you'd be like, wow, everyone here is an absolute... 
but sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But like, you know, you, you've like, just been censored by a Jar Jar quote. Thank you, thank you for <laughs> censoring that because I, I should not have said that. Or, no, it was it was that was the first place I met you, and you had no idea that uh, that this is what I do, and we just were having a pint before uh, before you even saw the work. So. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's 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 been uh, really cool to see all the uh, the coverage that it's gotten, like in the Star Wars media and stuff, and. Yeah. I uh, yeah, it was always it was like I had a beer with that guy in the worst place yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was an awful place filled with miserable people. But, yeah. uh, dicks of San Diego, dicks of San Diego. <laughs> avoid because it's maybe, filled with dicks of San Diego. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the charm of it. I don't know. I, sh- I shouldn't have speak, spoken so illy of it. Maybe the charm is that people like going into this place where everyone's like supposed to be as rude to you as possible, but. Uh, I really don't know. Anyways, I shouldn't have said that word. <laughs> now, um, finally, the 2,000 hours, did you say? 2,000 hours. 2,000 yeah. hours. And just listening to your voice and your demeanor, yeah. you seem like a very calm man, far calmer than I. <laughs> um, was there a point where you were just like, like was there a dark hour? Of, oh, of course. I mean, when you're working on something like this, always, you know, halfway through the piece where it's the most miserable and it's nothing but hard work and you don't, you can't really see the end in sight, um, you wonder what the hell you're doing. With then it. you just have to think of the rewards of some idiot from Australia putting a dictaphone in front of your face <laughs> right. and asking you questions. I mean, this couldn't be better. Uh, it's all <laughs> worthwhile. Uh, no, I, I, I think once you start the painting, once everything's mapped out in place, it really is just about thinking about one daily task. And you don't really allow yourself to think about the finished product. It's almost like running a marathon, you know. Like if you if you think about the finished product too often, you'll just you'll become paralyzed, and you won't really you won't really do anything. You'll just walk into your studio and become overwhelmed with all the work that needs to get done. And uh, so I had one daily task, and that was all I thought about for each day. Well, Robert, you're an amazing artist, and you're also very wise. Good advice for life. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think anybody should ever tell me that I'm very wise. Or that no, I, I, you just when you were saying just a task a day, I was right. like, yeah, that don't is get that. too far ahead of yourself. Now, um, new film coming out, yeah. a world of new toys. Right. right. Are we busting out a giant canvas? Uh, I got a lot of stuff in the queue right now. There's a lot of projects that I'm really excited about getting to, but uh, A Force Awakens, you know, new sort of 21st century space opera painting. Um, you know, maybe if it's a commission, but uh, I have no plans right now to do... Uh, I can't even think about doing another one of these, but for, for a whole generation of new toys. <laughs> Robert, as you were saying, that just sort of started twitching. Yeah, yeah, no, I... Uh, I know, truly, like, that, that wasn't being sarcastic at all. Uh, I, I really do get uncomfortable when I think about the idea right now of starting basically the same thing. And, and, you know, the thing is you come to a place like Comic-Con where it's so much sensory overload and everyone wants immediate gratification right away. And, um, you know, a lot of people do come up and say, oh, well, now now you got to do another one but with all these new characters in it. And it's like, well, it, it took a year and a half of my life, you know, like, that's a... It's a strong commitment already, and uh, I may lose my mind if uh, if, uh, if I think about that too much. Well, uh, thanks for taking some time out, man, and amazing. Uh, no problem. I appreciate it. All right, you guys. It's 11 o'clock, Sunday night. I am walking through L.A., the Miracle Mile. I just had to park the car. Long drive back from San Diego tons of traffic but uh, we all drove home so happy and that's the thing I'm pretty sure a lot of people left Comic Con very happy and how can you hate on anything that makes people happy huh as long as you're not hurting anyone um I just did my uh, radio spot for Fox FM reporting on Comic-Con, on the Scoopla show with uh, Jules Lund and Emma Freeman. And I think they got the last bit of energy I had. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it was just, I don't know, you guys heard the uh the recordings and stuff it was it was just the best we had such a good time and 
I'm so stoked of all the new friends I made in the line and, uh, you know, the guys from making Star Wars, Star Wars Underworld, Force Cult podcast and, you know, Gonk Droid and all the Jax guys. Uh, good to see Arnie and Marjorie from Star Wars Action News podcast and, yeah, it was just really cool to you know, meet all those new people that you got to uh, listen along with, uh, David Collins, Sam Witwer, uh, it was, uh, it was just the best week, so um, I hope you had fun um, being a part of it, uh, someone tweeted me that it was like a uh, an audio documentary, and that was pretty cool, good way to describe it. I am almost without voice. I've, I'm so excited for the next six months. It's going to be amazing. There's a fire truck going past. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the Comic Con live blog potting and. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't think a lot of podcast listeners realize that how much power you have to help out our podcast, and uh, that's through potting it forward. So, you know, write a sweet five-star review on iTunes. Um, I know the Australian one only has about 115 or 20 or something at the moment, and we're getting thousands of downloads each week. So, uh, you other guys... You other non-120 people, takes two minutes. Write a sweet five-star review. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Steel Wars and on Facebook. Just search uh, Steel Wars and that will pop up. Uh, tons of uh, fun photos, like tons. And uh, all through this week, I'll be posting up more. I've got videos um, some really cool stuff, some really cool stuff, uh, with videos and stuff. So, uh, check all that out and, uh, and give us some retweets, share the statuses. If you're in a Star Wars forum, Star Wars Facebook page, uh, you know, mention that you're enjoying the podcast if you are. And if you're not, just stop listening. Don't do anything you don't enjoy. So I figure if you're still listening, you're enjoying. So, uh, help spread the word for us because, that seriously is the main way we get new listeners. And uh, if we get more listeners, uh, we'll get more attention, we'll get to do cooler stuff and uh, interview more people and uh, go to more cool events and have great fun. Also, if you uh, want a T-shirt, I know we're getting a lot of compliments on the T-shirts at Comic-Con and on Instagram and stuff because there's tons of dudes wearing them. Uh, there's the... Uh, Wear Home t-shirt and the Lucas 1138. They're available on the Steel Wars web store. And uh, the prices are in Australian dollars. So if you're in America, don't freak out. The uh, Your currency is very good and it works more out to uh, American prices when you work out the, the currency difference. But it's all through PayPal and PayPal does the currency thing over. So... Um, it'd be really cool if you got behind that. The t-shirts are all, I think, they're super fun. And, uh, they get, I just, I just know every time I wear them, I get so many comments about it. And, uh, you know, it's, I know I spoke to Colin, who was over from Australia, and he was wearing his wear home t-shirt, and he had people in Star Wars cosplay that wanted to get photos with the t-shirt. And, uh, that's pretty cool. And I hooked up, uh, Sam Witwer and David Collins with some wear home t-shirts, and, they were very psyched on them. So, uh, yeah, and so I think they're a good tea, super good quality, and it helps uh, support what we're doing with the podcast and uh, keep it going, pay for all the the hosting and, and all the little fees, and let's not even get into the time that we do this. But uh, speaking of times, this week was the best time ever. Um, thanks to everyone that I met and stuff. It was super fun. So get involved in Star Wars. Go to your local events, meet people, interact, and uh, have some great adventures. Uh, I will never forget this week. It was, it was really cool. So bring on December. Bring on Celebration in London. Uh, we're going to have a hell of a good time. May the Force be with you, you guys. <laughs>
Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars' Star Wars A New Hope live commentary preview. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And in November 2014, I gathered the hilariousness of Australian comedians Greg Fleet, Bart Freebarn and Tegan Higginbotham to do a live commentary of Star Wars A New Hope Blu-ray edition. And now it is up on Bandcamp for you to enjoy for a mere $2.50 or free with a t-shirt purchase. Now, I want to get this out of the way. Quick smart, this is adults only listening. If you are easily offended, this is definitely, definitely not the audio commentary you are looking for. This commentary was done under stand-up comedy rules, you might say. Anything goes, we are riffing on the fly and things get pretty loose. So, if you want to sit down and have a great viewing of Star Wars A New Hope on Blu-ray with four comedians, then tuck right in. It is just $2.50. The audience had a great time. We had a great time. It's one of the best movies ever. Here is a quick clip of the opening moments of the commentary. Yeah. Hey, Fleety, remember when I told you we can't edit stuff out? Oh, <laughs> you got the wrong person. <laughs> I'm here as well. <laughs> All right, freedom to the galaxy. And those Man. words are floating off Do into Do you think like, in the, like, at one point those words will actually get to Earth? <laughs> <laughs> we we'll like, so true! <laughs> I thought they were sent from Earth up to another planet. Yeah. There's a plan A. There's another plan A. There's two plan A's. Oh, and a massive plan A. I think that one could be the same size. It's just closer. Oh. Whoa. There's Whoa. A, there's a, a jet car fight. Oh, they're fighting. They're fighting already, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. This is how all good pornos start. <laughs> yeah. It's I really have really got to watch more porn to keep up with these Star Wars podcasts. My goodness. <laughs> Pretty bad effects. <laughs> oh, oh man. R2 and C3PO didn't dig that. No. Who's C3PO's mate? He looks like a silvery version of C3PO. That's Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve's gonna get shot. Don't oh. you think C3PO looks like always looks like he needs to take a piss? He's always sort of clunched over. I feel yeah, like he's, he's actually see-through, and that's just a urine buildup. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the pod, bro. Oh, sweet pod yeah, action, bro. Man. Oh man. All right. Now, now you've got like the whole movie could have ended here. Yeah. Kill it. Oh no, there's no signs of life. Do robots exist? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. How's Darth Vader's mate that thinks he's so hard because he's chilling with Vader? Look at him. No. And we are just warming up. So what you can do is sync it with your Blu-ray, turn down the volume, turn up this recording, and it is like you are there. It is so much fun. And it is just $2.50 or free with a t-shirt purchase. Of course, you can donate more if you want. And don't think of it that you're paying $2.50 just for the commentary. You're also helping the podcast continue. Obviously, it takes a lot of time to put all these together. There's a lot of background work to upload and the feed and the recording and the editing. And that is time I could be spent doing other stuff. But this is what I love to do. And if you want to support it, please chuck in $2.50 and enjoy the great commentary. It's a great time and it's a great way to say thanks for the tons of podcasts I've been doing, especially over San Diego Comic Con. I hope you download it. I hope you enjoy it. And may the force be with you.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.